Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Praise the Lores podcast. What is going on, folks? It is Praise the Lores. Ryan, we are back. Um, I took a week off. I had uh, family visiting and um, had a bunch of other things to do. You know, life gets in the way of uh, certain things that you want to do, which obviously I want to do this podcast as much as I can. Uh, But we're back, and uh, I got a lot of things to talk about this week. Um, The Grammys just happened, and normally... I say screw the Grammys because of what they did years ago when they gave Cardi B the best rap album over my guy, Mac Miller, rest in peace. Uh, So after that, I basically kind of boycotted the whole thing, but it's still interesting to see kind of where they look in terms of, uh, you know, what they deem as popular. And, you know, I mean, it's all just a fucking rigged show. I mean... They had Trevor Noah hosting, who I, in my opinion, is one of the more unfunny comedians uh, out there. Um, he, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't find him very entertaining. He's basically this to me. Yeah, a bunch of crickets. But you know, you gotta, you gotta, um, you know, people think he's funny, but you gotta, uh, you gotta please some other people. I mean, I'm just not one to please for them, I guess. But that's besides the point. Um, I want to go over some of the awards, the big awards that um, piqued my interest. Um, so the album of the year goes to Taylor Swift's Folklore, which I listen to. I mean, it's, it's a whatever. I'm not really a fan of Taylor Swift per se. Um, obviously, uh, she's so commercialized and obviously adored by a lot of people. Um, I, I liked maybe one or two off of that, just in terms of, um, I know he, she had one with uh, Boney Bear. Uh, that was actually a good one. Um, but I don't know that is album of the year. Um, I know post Malone was up for it. Um, a couple of people were up for, uh, album of the year. Um, but she won. I mean, to be fair, you probably could have seen that coming a mile away or even half a mile away. <laughs> just based on who she is, the track record, everything, and just how the recording Academy sees Taylor Swift with numbers and all this and that. But so she wins album of the year record of the year, which I get confused with record of the year and song of the year. Um, record of the year goes to Billie Eilish and for everything I wanted, which is a, an okay song. Um, she's not bad. She honestly has talent. I saw her last year, right before the pandemic hit, literally like the day before everything basically shut down. I saw her out in Orlando and she's not bad. She's not a bad performer. Her and her brother are actually very good live. And, um, so, I mean, that, that song's okay. Um, for record of the year, you know, I'm sure they go by plays. I'm sure they go by radio and, you know, just, um, popularity aspect of it as well. So, um, song of the year was, I can't breathe by her, um, makes sense because of just all the, you know, the protests and everything and just the whole, uh, aspect of, you know, um, putting out stuff like that and, you know, sending out a message of equality and everything. So I, I get it. I get why the recording Academy did that. Uh, so, so far, I mean, <clears throat> I kind of get it. Um, they're thinking, but you know, the Grammys always has some weird ass thinking. Uh, I mean, why they made Cardi B win rap 
album of the year when you had Swimming, you had Victory Lap, you had Daytona, and you had Astroworld, which are all great projects that year. And you chose to go with Invasion of Privacy when Cardi B doesn't write anything. She's trash, and I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm showing my bias here, but obviously I don't, I don't fuck with her. So, you know, that's, that's one thing. And then, you know, obviously she performed WAP, but that was whatever. Um, <clears throat> best new artist goes to uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. Um, I see that. Um, I think she was up against like Doja Cat and a couple of others. Um, just a year, you know, she's coming up, uh, big now, um, with Savage, you know, going on TikTok fame, going on this and, you know, just everything. And she could spit. She's not a bad rapper. I I've said that before. She's actually a pretty good rapper in my opinion. Um, as far as like newer comes but you know freestyle everything so best new artist Megan Thee Stallion so shout out to her uh best pop solo was watermelon sugar hi Harry Styles see that coming you know um best pop vocal album future nostalgia Dua Lipa I fuck with that I actually enjoyed that album um not bad um god the rock the rock category is just not rock's not rock anymore, really. So um, we're gonna skip over that. Um, Beyonce became the first female artist with the most Grammys ever. Um, you know, I'm not much of a Beyonce fan. I mean, I respect it, um, especially the older, you know, her older stuff. Now, you know, I mean, I guess she's done so much that um, obviously um, maybe. Uh, the quality is just a little different and just not my cup of tea, but you know, teach their own, but 28 Grammys she's got. So shit. I mean, you got to respect that <laughs> regardless of how you feel about the Grammys. Like me, you know, I'm not a fan, but here I am talking about it. So, I mean, they, they got me, um, into it somehow. Um, yeah, best rock album, the strokes. I mean, yeah. Best Alternative Music Album, Fetchable Cutters. Yeah, that's that was a good album, actually. And I've heard of Fiona Apple, and I listened to that. That wasn't a bad album. Um, All right, now I'm going to go into Best Progressive R&B Album. I like this. Thundercat won it with what is what it is, and that was a very good album. That was actually one of my favorite albums of last year. So, you know, shouts to Thundercat. He's very talented. Found out about him through Mac. Um, and you know, just keep it going. He's a, definitely an in-demand producer, you know, a bassist, everything like that. So shout out to him and good for him for winning the Grammy. So, uh, best rap performance, Savage, Megan, the stallion featuring Beyonce. Obviously I, I saw that coming too. best melodic rap performance was locked down by Anderson Pac. Really looking forward to that album that he has with Bruno Mars. Um, let leave the door open. That's a uh, very good song. The first song that they came out with. Good to see Bruno Mars back and Anderson Pac. Mostly everything he comes out with is fire. So very talented in terms of rapping, singing, everything with Anderson Pac. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, best rap song goes. Yep, I, I already said that. Savage. Oh no, best rap performance. Okay, so best rap song was also Savage. So damn, uh, the beautiful Megan Thee Stallion keeps it going. And best rap album. Now this 
there was there was three on there that were really good. Um, uh, King's Disease, um, Alfredo, uh, Royce of Five Nines Allegory. That was okay. Um, that wasn't really my favorite Royce release. Um, but Alfredo was fantastic from front to back production. Freddie Gibbs is definitely one of the more underrated rappers now and should get the credit. And he's been around for a minute and he deserves all the credit he gets. And he's just funny. Um, but King's Disease, one of the greatest to ever do it. Nas finally won a Grammy 13 albums later and 25 years later, essentially. Um, it's, you know, it was a very good album. And it was one of my favorite albums of last year. I think he came back well. Hit Boy was great on it in terms of production. The features were good. Uh, it was a good album. So, I mean, winning that winning best rap album doesn't bother me. I think Alfredo, in my opinion, should have won it. But I'm just happy Nas finally won a Grammy because it's a shame. I mean, shit. I mean, we didn't have a um, Kendrick Macklemore thing when that was a whole debacle. Uh, I remember that when um, the heist won over Good Kid, Mad City, and Good Kid, Mad City is a certified classic. And so thank God that they don't have that. I mean, you know, going back to the Cardi B, Mac Miller, everything. I mean, even if Mac didn't win, I still would have been happy with the others because they were all good albums. I just did not think Invasion of Privacy was a good album, and I just don't think she has any talent. But who am I to say? You know, I'm just sitting here giving my opinion. You know, while well, she's making more money than me. So what am I to say? But that's just my opinion. But Chats to Nas, one of the goats in my top five, finally won a Grammy with King's Disease. Um, yeah, and then everything else is kind of just like, you know, not always my... Uh, oh, not Kanye West won uh, with Jesus is King for Best Contemporary Christian Music Album. I mean, I did not like that album. I think most Kanye fans are not going to like that album just because of departures and uh, the departure from his normal stuff. Obviously, he refrained from cursing and all that and just and then refrains from in later, you know, future performances when we can get back to concerts that he's not going to perform his old songs. So, I mean, obviously, that's going to rub people the wrong way, especially his core fan base. And, you know, I'm one of them. Uh, I did not enjoy Jesus King, maybe two or three songs off the project, but shit, he won a Grammy. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, you know, that's, that's it on, um, the Grammys. I, I, I gave them too much, uh, too much airtime and, you know, the performances, uh, little baby's performance was very moving. Um, very good. One of the better ones of the night, uh, Anderson Pac and, uh, Bruno Mars put on a good performance. Um, so yeah, I mean, those were some of the things that I watched out of that. And, you know, I, I usually just look for the award winners. I don't actually watch the full show. Uh, Post Malone put on a good performance. And, um, yeah, so 2021 Grammys, um, for the most part, didn't fully disappoint me. But, you know, it's still fuck the Grammys. <laughs> so we move on. We move on to a little better things. And I'm going to talk about... Um, cancel culture is striking again. Um, you know, however you feel about cancel culture, I just think it's getting a little too extreme to this point now, um, where, you know, you're having columnists from newspapers just writing 
uh, what they deem as, you know, cancelable, and then obviously against Traction Online, and then everybody has a conversation, which I guess they want you to do. But they came after Pepe Le Pew, the, um, the skunk from the Looney Tunes, who would always go after the, the cat who looked like a skunk. And uh, basically, a writer from the New York Times, Charles Blow, said that he perpetuates rape culture, which I'm going to give my opinion. I don't think that because when you're a kid i don't think you're thinking like that your thinking is not oh i'm gonna do this i'm gonna grow up to be like this and it's such a touchy subject in terms of you know rape culture sexual assault you can't i mean i don't think kids are really thinking of that like that's what i mean i mean i know for sure you know, when you realize when you're older uh, what certain things cartoons got away with. I mean, you, you realize when you're older, obviously, like uh, all the dirty jokes that got by. But I think when you're a kid, you're not thinking of that. You're not going to grow up to be like that. You're just thinking, oh, it's funny. He's never getting the actual person. He's never getting, you know, he's not getting the cat. He's trying. He gets close, of course. He's trying, but that's the whole joke is he's not. And, you know, stereotypical French person, too. I mean, that should offend some people, too. But you know what? Here we are. And they got him. They took him out of the new Space Jam movie because apparently I think the scene was LeBron was talking to him about consent. and But apparently this was a move made a year ago. I mean, I, I'm sure that's just a move to save their ass in the terms of this. But I just I don't know why we're going after cartoons now in terms of cancel culture it's um we have a lot more problems in the world than to be offended by cartoons in my opinion i mean we've been after dr seuss which you know you could have your opinion on it whatever i don't think it's you know you teach your kids you raise your kids with respect in every aspect i don't think you're learning that from books either i mean Kids learn racism, bigotry, sexism from home, They what they see. Yes, you could learn it sometimes from TV and stuff, but it's your job as a parent or guardian, whatever, to dictate that. And, you know, kids were naive, you know, they're naive and they're not, they don't see the harm in, you know, um, these Dr. Seuss books. It's just... I don't know. I I didn't see. I don't see why it has to be that to that extreme. They're Doctor Seuss and it's Pepe Le Pew. They're cartoons. They're books. Um, it's and also you know when Doctor Seuss was writing back then, it's and I know. Um, I don't know. I guess words are obviously offending people more and more as we go on with life. And it's scary. But like I said, you need to kids learn racism, bigotry, et cetera, all from home. What they see, what their parents and grandparents are doing. They learn from that. Yes, you can learn, like I said, from TV, online. That's the thing. Me growing up, I didn't grow up fully with online. I mean, it fully came in maybe to like middle school, stuff like that. But, you know, like we were growing up on watching cartoons and um, playing some video games. I mean, 
shit, I, I didn't get into GTA until like I was 14, 15 years old. So I, it just eat, to each their own, I guess. I just don't see it as something that should be a, a huge issue. We should learn to, you know, keep cartoons and children's books away from cancel culture and serious cultural problems going on. Um, you know, I, I, I guess people just read so much into, you know, everything being politically correct. and But that's the thing. You can't erase history. You can't erase history in any aspect. You know, it happened. You can only learn from things. and But these are things that are not, at the end of the day, are going to royally harm you. They're not going to royally harm you. Pepe Le Pew is not going to make a little six-year-old think about rape culture or you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously, it's a touchy subject for everybody and it's however you handle it as a parent, guardian, whatever, that's your, that's your position. Obviously you, you will figure out a way to go with that, but I'm just saying, I think there's bigger fish to fry in this world than to worry about what cartoons and children's books from way back when are, you know, doing to the fabrics of the mind. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, I think there's so much more bigger fish to fry, but I don't know. It's just, you know, you want, you want good change in the world and you want, equality but i this just makes us more defi- the divisive and it's just it's not a um i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm going to sit here and say that i do worry about the future that you know i'm going to be bringing my future kids in you know it's it's scary it's a scary world but you know all i can do as me, how I see the world is you treat everyone the same way you want to be treated. doesn't matter what color. You could be black, purple, brown, whatever. You treat me right. I treat you right. And if you are a good person, that's all that matters at the end of the day. So let's move on from that. That's definitely, you know, it's very touchy. Um, you know, you want to... When you want to listen to me, I want you to be entertained. I don't want you to be like, oh, you know, he said this and that. You know, I want you to be entertained. But that's obviously something that we have to, you know, you know, sometimes entertainment is serious and other times it's not. But um, so I'm going to go back into the music aspect and talk about my guy Nas, the new Grammy winner for best rap album. But he also said something a couple weeks ago that I wanted to touch base on. He talked about that the new generation of rappers don't really keep them up yet. Don't keep them up at night. Excuse me. But he appreciates the music. So I, I don't know what he said. He did say that as far as young MCs go, pop smoke caught his eye. And I remember when, um, when Mac was alive, he liked him. He, um, I know he does. He did songs for like big Sean, um, couple other people that are slipping my mind but i mean even on his new album he had like don toliver he had big sean he had anderson pocket i mean he had little dirk 
So, I mean, I just, I didn't agree with this that, oh, there's no one that's really keeping me up at night because there are a lot. I mean, I don't know if, let me read the article. I don't know if he's really um, singling out, like, obviously, um, I mean, J. Cole, he respects, I mean, Cole even had a song, Let Nas Down, so obviously, um, you know, he, he likes him. Kendrick, I'm sure, you know, most of the old heads fuck with Kendrick, uh, just in terms of storytelling, lyrical ability, everything. So, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm reading it, um. I don't know. I just, I, I think he's wrong in this. I mean, he obviously, like I said, on his new album, he had a couple of newer people, but there are people that can keep you up with how they talk. I mean, you got all Griselda. They're great. You got, um, yeah, like, I mean, Big Sean has come out with good stuff. Um, Denzel Curry is a good a guy that I believe is a very underrated uh, guy in rap today. He's uh, definitely has thought provoking stuff. I mean, you got you got guys like you know, you got all of uh, Black Hippie like Absol, Schoolboy Q, um, J Rock. You know, you got guys like that. So I don't know how you're. They're not keeping up. I mean, maybe he's talking about like the the little pumps and that shit, but that's not rap. That's trash. I mean, there's people who have come around to me like Pop Smoke. Uh, came around to me. Little Uzi came around to me. Young Thug came around to me. So, I mean, I don't know if you're going to categorize them as rap rap, but there are people that are, you know, that can keep you up at night. You know, like bars that Benny the Butcher, Westside, and Conway have from Griselda are good. They're like, they remind you of that 90s feel, which the era that I love and that obviously Nas has come from. But... I don't know. I don't agree fully there because there are people who will keep you up and in the newer generation, you know, the newer generation, it's, it's different. I'm not going to like everything that's coming out of it. And I've been the first to admit that. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, you've had Nas on a song with Travis Scott. I remember and Travis Scott isn't your modern day really rapper. He's psychedelic trap and all that. So I don't know. I, I guess from an old head's perspective, from Nas, I you know, I, but there are people. that That's the thing. I mean, yeah, he says the music is good, but no one keeps them up. There are people who are good. There are people who are good nowadays. So I don't know if that's just being thick-headed and, you know, sticking to, you know, whatever uh, lane that he's stayed in, you know, but... That's the thing. I think that's also the problem. That's what um, I remember YBN Corday or, or Corday now made a song, you know, old heads, new heads, you know, we all got to, you know, be more appreciative. And he's right. I mean, that's kind of one reason that I liked Corday because he had a lot of the newer and then the older and you, 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 you form that. And that's what I think, you know, you got to take inspiration from the old and the old people like me, you know, Gotta look at the new and see what they've grown up with. You know, they've grown up with people like Future and this and that. But, you know, I grew up with like Eminem, 50 Cent, um, 
you know, Nas, obviously, Wu-Tang, all them. So that's, you know, Nas is allowed to have his opinion. He's one of the goats. But I just think you got to, you got to, don't, don't sleep on a lot of these people, the newer people, because there are people that are really good out there. So, uh, yeah, I just thought I, I got to get my thoughts on that. But I can't fully disagree with a legend. I idolize Nas in terms of just what he brought to hip-hop and what he is to hip-hop and just Illmatic. Um, and, not, and Nas is like, is one of my favorite rap songs of all time. I, I love it. And Got Yourself is a great track. One Mike's a great track. Ether. I mean, shit. <laughs> when you murder someone in rap, it's Ether. You know what I mean? So I can't I can't sit here and diss Nas, but I just didn't agree with that. But, you know, I'm going to switch over to another rapper who is near and dear to me, and that's Kid Cudi. And he, uh, this is more of like a weird news thing, I think. Um, he wants people to stop using day and night in his TikToks. So I'm on TikTok, so I like to see a lot of these trends that go on. And there's obviously different songs that are always coming up that are popularized and whatnot. Um, but obviously, everyone knows Day and Night. That's um, Day and Night came out. 2009, it was popular, but 2008, it came out because it was on his first mixtape, which, by the way, is going to be coming to streaming services, uh, A Kid Named Cuddy. Fabulous mixtape. Uh, you know, I guarantee you would like it if you're into that, but into the alternative hip-hop. But so Kid Cudi is not really flattered with Day and Night being a song used on TikTok right now because he he went to Twitter on Friday. This was this past Friday. And he said, I don't F with what they did to my song on TikTok, taking out the lyrics. We live in a strange time. I'm not flattered. So basically Day and Night is played in a lot of these TikToks. And it's basically just a line right before, I believe, the second verse. Now look at this. And then it just it stops. And it's just, you know, someone obviously explaining something in their video, whether it's just, you know, for example, like maybe people are having their dogs and it's like, oh, my dog did this. And then now look at this. And it's, you know, they don't use the whole song. And I, I get it. I don't know if it's being the old man on the porch kind of thing, but um, being that day and night is near and dear to my heart as well, just because of how much I love Kid Cudi. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, I could play. Oh, and yeah, I can, I'm going to play one of this. I'm going to play it up to the mic. This was one. It's literally just, this video is literally a duck with a freaking Pringle on its head. So, I mean, I get it to not be flattered when it's just stupid-ass videos like that when it's your song that everybody knows you from. And then and then this article, it says, of course, Twitter, you know, as toxic as Twitter is, you're going to have people, you know, giving their opinions and two cents. You know, we're all guilty of it. But uh, criticize Cuddy 
said it's not that deep. And then Cuddy disagreed. I don't think I'm making it deep by tweeting how I feel. Now, if I was ranting, that's another thing. Nothing wrong with me stating I don't approve. Plus, if you were such a fan, you know my lyrics are most important to me. I'm passionate about my shit, so I don't care. That's a problem with that. And he's right. You know. You know, TikTok is definitely a rare breed in terms of, you know, the popular stuff. Um, I mean, there's a lot of songs that have gotten popular just because of TikTok. I mean, there were songs that I knew. Um, like, I know that uh, Wiz Khalifa and Ty Dolla Sign had uh, something new, and that sparked a challenge. Um, Savage obviously sparked a challenge. Um, and now there's uh, also another weird challenge as we go into the TikTok part of this still. The worst song Eminem ever recorded, Fack, is trending on TikTok. How it has made it to TikTok and how it is popular in air quotes is beyond me. But, you know, we're in 2021. We're in the 2020s where anything clearly now can happen. And fact, Eminem's worst song ever is trending on TikTok and people are making videos of it. Um, Basically, it's just like, and like that part at the end it, it, it's such a bad song but it's so funny just to make fun of it and he is acknowledged that it's a horrible song i mean shit drugs and all that really you know i mean there's inspirational lyrics in there like shoving a gerbil up your ass through a tube you know that that's that's inspirational you know but going back to the tiktok aspect of it so it's just basically people are like Oh, you want to date me until, you know, and then they go on, so on and so forth. Or you don't want to date me until, or you don't want to F with me because blah, blah, blah. So it, it it's, it's just weird that that song is trending in terms of, um, like that, that kind of topic, like, Oh, you know, um, and then at the end it's like, I already came twice. Like it just, <sighs> I don't know. It's just it's the worst Eminem song, and it's finally getting the recognition it so does not deserve. But, you know, unless it's obviously just the trolling thing, you know, the whole internet is just trolls. And But, you know, I mean, I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit here and be like some of them aren't funny and stuff like that, but I just I find it so funny that Thack is the one song that is the worst song Eminem ever, ever recorded. And he recorded a lot of bad stuff in recent years. Like that whole revival album is garbage. And, but fact is the, the king of garbage, but it's made its way to TikTok. It's trending. It's doing numbers. I guess I should look on Spotify to see how, how fact is doing on there. If I even can, but it's, it's, it's funny that that song has gotten the traction it has all these years later it is garbage but hey we live in very weird times but you know that's that's besides the point tiktok obviously is a very very funny funny and interesting place to be on and i make my fair share of 
TikToks that I deem, you know, I'll go with certain trends like what lives in a video rent free in your head. I've I've done that. I've done um I did the flip the switch challenge last year with my girlfriend. That was fun. Um so I mean there's things that are fun on it, but you know, for the most part TikTok is just it's a creature and a mind of its own. And fact is now a part of that mind. And you know, I shed some light onto that. Uh, <laughs> it's just so funny to think of. Uh, that song, man. But, you know, and then I'll go back to Cuddy for a second. Um, according to this article here that I have. While TikTok has boosted many musicians, turned them into viral sensations, blah, blah, blah. Process Austin isn't collaborative. In the case of the artists who have seen their songs take off in ways they never expected, TikTok doesn't actually need consent, which is a bunch of bullcrap because there's a lot of copyright things that they take off of there. So, you know, videos that you want to stitch or duet and stuff or like, because I tried to do one where I was rapping a verse to um, a song and they took it off for copyright because I was rapping it and it had it in the background. So... You know, it's it's whatever. You know, I guess, you know, when when you're, I guess, a influencer on there and you're monetizing without their permission, maybe I get that part um, because obviously you're going to still want to make money off of your song. But uh, I don't know. Cuddy has a point, but, you know, it's also ruining what he, you know, obviously was the first song probably a lot of people's first time hearing good cutty was through day and night so for it to be like that is you know now look at this and then it's just going into weird ass videos i don't know you know it's the internet but it is what it is um all right i'm gonna end with one weird story but i found it really funny we're gonna keep the music theme of this episode going and that was of course, this happened in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, not too, you know, stayed over from me. Man posing as Wu-Tang Clan member sentenced to prison for scamming hotels out of $300,000. I found this very funny. Two men learned the hard way that Wu-Tang is nothing to mess with. Obviously, that's not the lyric. It's Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. But obviously, you know, you're typing on the internet, you got a news article, blah, 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 you got to... Got to keep it PG or G, whatever. Uh, Aaron Barnes Burpo, 29, of Crestview, Florida, was sentenced to seven years in prison after he admitted to posing as a member of the rap group Wu-Tang Clan to defraud hotels out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in free services. For several weeks, these men defrauded multiple businesses by posing as famous musical artists in their... I can't... The, the word is... Whatever. Either way says acting U.S. attorney Estes. Thanks to an alert hotel clerk, their phony hit parade came to an abrupt halt. I guess, obviously, in hotels and all that stuff, um, you're, you might not recognize certain artists. Um, I know for a fact I would <laughs> I would recognize um, if this guy was pretending to be like freaking Ghostface or Meth or obviously not ODB, rest in peace. But like... I can kind of see people who don't know their music or just don't know about Wu-Tang um, feeling like, you know, like, oh, okay, uh, I, I'm going to go by your word. But 
In court documents and testimony, Barnes Burpo and his co-defendant Walker Washington admitted they falsely portrayed themselves as affiliated with Rock Nation Production Company and Wu-Tang Clan as early as September 2019 and used those fictitious representations along with fraudulent and stolen credit cards to rent luxury limousines and defraud hotels, caterers, production studios, thousands of dollars in goods, primarily in the southeast. George and Terrace Hotel in Hyatt Regency in Atlanta said they walked out on tabs worth 45 and 39 grand. The scam unraveled November 21st, 2019, when staff at the Fairfield Inn and Suites in Augusta became suspicious and alerted the FBI. Barnes was also ordered to pay nearly $300,000 to 19 businesses defrauded in the scheme and must serve three years of supervised release after completion. <laughs> but like I said, more, you know, modern, you know, non-older people should have kind of caught on. You know, obviously, if you're an older person or you're just not into rap music, I guess you're not going to know the Wu-Tang Clan. Or maybe even if you're down south, because obviously I grew up in the East Coast where Wu-Tang is very prevalent. Um, so I guess more down south, eh, I, I don't know. I mean, I could just be speaking out of school, um, you know. I don't know. If, I don't know if they always fully reach down to the south. I mean, they were they they're worldwide, but obviously the south has a different ten uh, taste in hip hop. And but um, you know, I could be wrong. I could, obviously, I could just be speaking out of school. Um, but <laughs> it's pretty, it was a very interesting article to the fact that this guy tried to pose as a Wu Tang member when there's. So many of, I mean, I don't know if he was trying to be a member or one of the affiliates that, you know, the, a lot of affiliates they have, you know, Wu-Tang Killer Bees, all this and that. But it was funny. Seven years in prison. And then you say you work for Rock Nation, bruh. I don't think so. I don't, it's, it's, I don't even know if Wu-Tang is even represented by freaking Rock Nation. So... I mean, I got to give it to these guys. I mean, they had balls to at least try to get away with it. You know, I guess live the luxury life for a little, and now, you know, they'll go to prison and, you know, live a different type of luxury there. I mean, maybe maybe they'll be on, like, honor block or whatever, you know, if that's a thing and where they're going. But, um, yeah, so that was that was an interesting article. Uh, don't mess with the Wu Tang, you know. Don't you know RZA? I wonder if this story's got into RZA, you know, um, even Jizza, uh, Deck. Um, yeah, I wonder. If forgot to all of them. I'd love to see what um, Ray would have to say. And yeah, <laughs> it just a pretty. It was pretty funny. But like the article says in the beginning, Wu Tang Clan is nothing to mess with. But I'm gonna switch it up and say the real thing. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with cream get the money dollar dollar bill y'all all right that is episode nine i'm glad to be back i'll be back going forward with more episodes i'm glad y'all are still listening i appreciate the love and everything uh so sit back relax praise the lords and i hope y'all have a good one